What's going on, family? Happy Monday, and welcome to another edition of The Faction Quick Hits. It's your man, GB Gerard Bonner. I hope you guys are doing well. Hope you had a great weekend. It's the last official full weekend in the month of July. This year is flying. Holy cow. So I really hope that you're able to get quite a bit done, even though we have a global pandemic, even though some of you may be quarantined, even though we're still social distancing, it's still an opportunity to accomplish quite a bit. Big shout out to everybody who joins us by way of social media at The Faction Show on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Shouts to everybody who checks out our podcast as well, including you right now who's listening to us. We really, really appreciate it. Do me a favor. Would you be kind enough to rate this podcast and leave a comment as well on your favorite podcast platform and share what we're doing with others as well? Let's continue to spread our community locally, regionally, and globally. With that said, it's time to take a look at our top three cities from last week. Shout out to the Boogie Down Bronx. The Bronx, New York comes in at number three last week. At number two, it's New Orleans, Louisiana, and I think this may be a first The first time that we've had an international city at number one, significantly, by the way. Shout out to our friend in Edgeware in the UK, who absolutely have been doing great, great work loving our show. And we appreciate you guys in a significant way. So with that said, let's dive into today's news. There's a lot to talk about. First of all, SmackDown took place this past Friday and a couple of interesting highlights. There was a number one contenders match for the Intercontinental Championship that saw Grand Metalik set up for his first title match outside of the cruiserweight division as he'll be taking on AJ Styles next week we also know now that nikki cross will get a rematch against bailey for the smackdown women's championship next week we also saw naomi get some time in the sun following the heels of the naomi deserves better hashtag last week and we saw the bar fight between jeff hardy and sheamus and let me just throw this out there it was another cinematic type of match and i liked it I really enjoyed it. Um, I think WWE has stumbled upon something thanks to the pandemic. The cinematic matches have all had a different feel to them. And it's the first time that we've actually seen one as part of a SmackDown or Raw type of situation. So congratulations to Jeff Hardy who won that match. A great match. It made sense. And uh, I'm enjoying these moments at WWE Uh, happens to be bringing us that continues to further what they're doing in the space of the pandemic now how did that translate to ratings well congratulations because for the first week in a couple of weeks smackdown actually had a bit of an uptick in the ratings pulling in 1.971 million viewers which is up from last week's rating of 1.893 viewers now it's still been quite some time since they've crossed the 2 million viewers mark the last time that happened was the june 26th episode so the entire month of july did not cross 2 million viewers i still think that's of concern but where they actually may be safe is the fact that fox just like every other network needs programming with so many other things out of the way they have to do what they have to do so perhaps the pandemic even with low ratings may help wwe remain in a good space with fox sports speaking of fox sports one of the things that they have uh, resumed 
is their airing of Major League Baseball. Now, yeah, opening weekend was this weekend for the MLB. Why are we talking about it? You're about to understand why. If you did not watch any of Major League Baseball this week, um, I should update you on a couple of things. For one, they too, like all of pro wrestling and all of sports and all of scheduled large gatherings are happening without an audience. And so it's a bit different. As you remember with WWE, there was a huge adjustment they had to make. Initially, they were showing the empty crowd and then they finally switched the hard camera to a space of showing just the stage which i think they picked that up from aew but with that said what would major league baseball do well theirs is interesting they have cardboard cutouts uh behind the catcher which i think is very intriguing they also have cardboard cutouts on the front row of most of the stadium but then if you were to hit a home run or hit something to the outfield, there is a CGI audience there and there's built in crowd noise as well. It's weird. It's different. And I, I don't know. I will say this. I think pro wrestling does not get enough credit for how innovative they have been. And I say all of pro wrestling because it includes AEW, New Japan, WWE in handling this pandemic. They've had to make adjustments on the fly. WWE has gone with no audience for a bit. And then again, taking a page from AEW where AEW used some of their talent that was there to have a degree of an audience. WWE did that and is doing that currently. Now, Impact Wrestling uh, is still a full, empty arena type of show, pay-per-views and all. But uh, I respect the fact that they're doing that. Of course, New Japan has probably been the most innovative as they took time off to uh, ensure that they'd be able to bring fans back. They started with Empty Arena, and they're the first of all of these organizations to have actual fans in the audience, paying fans. And so uh, congratulations to them. We'll talk a little bit about New Japan in a second. But I do want to say pro wrestling, again, still is leading the charge. Now, we'll get to a point, hopefully, where uh, WWE and AEW will be able to welcome fans back. But I will say this, the piped-in crowd noise, which we saw specifically at uh, Edge versus Randy Orton at Backlash, is one of those scenarios that we all kind of frowned upon. And so I'm not sure how Major League Baseball fans will respond, but uh, I definitely appreciate both WWE and AEW working hard to ensure that, you know, we make it through this pandemic with some degree of normalcy. Now, again, as I've said before, New Japan has been leading the charge as they have welcomed fans back just a couple of weeks ago. And now they're getting ready to do something that they've only done once in the history of their company. On August the 29th, the next major large pay-per-view event comes to New Japan, and it's called Summer Struggle, and it's going to be held in the Jingu Stadium. Now, what's intriguing about this is that they've only run an outside event in that stadium once before, and that was the Battle of Last Summer in 1999 that saw Shinya Hashimoto take on the great Masahiro Chono, and great Nita and great Muda battled in a no-rope exploding death match. So this is going to be crazy. New Japan being able to return after 21 years to the Jingu Stadium. It's called Summer Struggle. It happened August 29th. It's the end of that Summer Struggle tour. 
And so it should be fantastic. We'll have more news on the card. But you can imagine what they're going to do now being able to have an audience in a large space like this. Uh, I wonder what the seating's going to look like, how many people they'll get in there. We'll be watching it on August the 29th as it's the culmination of the Summer Struggle Tour. Now, remember, they were originally supposed to have Wrestle Dynasty here in the States at Madison Square Garden during SummerSlam weekend. But that was impeded, of course, by all that happened with COVID-19. And so uh, shout out to uh, New Japan for again being able to do things on the fly. And speaking of New Japan, a couple of other pieces of news surrounding them. The Lions Break Collision Series, which is a function of New Japan of America, gets ready to end next week. But as it gets ready to end, New Japan has announced a brand new show that will step in its place. And it's called NJPW Strong. It premieres on New Japan World on August the 7th at 10 p.m. Eastern. And the new series will predominantly feature talent from the L.A. Dojo who will mix it up with U.S. wrestlers. So some of the folks that we've seen on Lines Break Collision, which include Jeff Cobb, TJP, Filthy Tom Lawler, and Rocky Romero, will also be a part of this with additional unnamed indie talent who will be booked already. So what I'm loving about this is that there are options for people to go and apply their craft in the world of pro wrestling in the States. That's outside of WWE, whether it's AEW, whether it's Impact Wrestling, and now the opportunity for New Japan Pro Wrestling of America. So this is a good time to be in the world of pro wrestling. And, you know, things are starting to reopen in some spaces. Southern Honor is getting ready to put on their first show in the last few months. That's going to happen at the end of the month on August the 28th. And so, yeah, it's a lot of really good things happening in the world of pro wrestling. I want to get your thoughts on all that we've talked about today. New Japan's first open air show in about 20 years is going to happen at the end of the month. What are your thoughts on that? What are your thoughts on uh, pro wrestling and the pandemic? Should they follow the leading of Major League Baseball and have CGI audience, stand in crowd, pumped in noise? Or do you think it's cool the way it is having members of the roster or part of the developmental staff in the audience? Let's talk about that right now. Let's get your thoughts by way of social media at The Faction Show on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Again, uh, make sure you're subscribing to this podcast. Leave a comment, rate it on your podcast platform of choice. We've got great content coming your way by way of social media, and we've got a special show coming your way as well this week, so be on the lookout for that. Until next time, it's your man GB representing for my good brothers Courtney Beard, Brandon Clack, and John Murray. Collectively, we're known as The Faction. I my